0: and we are live. What is up? I know it's been uh, three weeks since I've done my last podcast, and uh, unfortunately, my boy Evan was gone on vacation in New York, so I realized that I'm completely useless without him here, so it's nice to have Evan back. So welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Uh, Mainly welcome back to myself. But today, what I wanted to talk about, just did an email on it this morning for the newsletter, and it's more... Get to be geared towards kind of mindset as always and kind of talking about this victim mindset versus this warrior mindset and kind of, you know, being careful with the words that you choose to use day to day and really focusing on, hey, how do we optimize energy, your well-being, your vitality day to day? Because at the end of the day, you know, personally, I want to live a life that I have great energy, that I'm surrounded by positive people and positive things, that I'm making an impact, that I have purpose day to day because I wake up with a smile on my face and I go to bed with a smile on my face. Now, if you look at it the other way, through the other lens, if you have your life surrounded by negative people and negative energy and negative news and negative everything, it's very, very easy to get sunken into this hole and become stressed and depressed and everything else that kind of follows it. Um, and actually where this kind of conversation and podcast was, you know, stem from for me personally is over the last few weeks and this is kind of how i opened up the email my favorite line to ask people is hey how you doing as soon as i see you as soon as you come into the gym as soon as you come for a session if i'm talking to the team if i'm talking to anybody that i'm just seeing for the first time that day how you doing and more so ever these last like really the last two months like even the last month probably even more i'm getting a lot of "Eh, okay i'm all right been better Right, and you then you get the occasional. I'm fantastic. How are you? Right, and uh, you know this is something I tell my girlfriend a lot is when when I personally go under times of being a little bit more stressed and being a little bit more mentally active with things that are going on either at work or in the world or whatever. um, I tend to kind of internalize it myself as well, and when I internalize it, I tend to become very very mentally active on like trying to solve this problem that I have in my head, and then I kind of take myself out of the present moment. Right, so as you guys have heard me talk about a million times and forever on the ability to stay present is really one of the keys to happiness at the end of the day. And what are the things that really pull us away from presence? Um, You know, one of my favorite lines that I love to hear from people is like, Oh, I just have so many things going on and we hear this from everybody. Right. And at the end of the day, all of us have a lot going on, but if you don't know how to organize that and you don't know how to put it in a place where it's managed correctly, then it starts to become very, very, very overwhelming. Right. Versus understanding that at the end of the day, we can only do one thing at a time, right? You can only do one thing at a time. So when you're working out, you're only there to work out. When you're working, you're there to work. When you're at home or you're, whatever you're doing, learning how to stay present in the moment is understanding that, yeah, you only can do that one thing. You know, the good old conversations, can we multitask? Like, eh, yeah. There's a little bit of an argument to that as well, right? Because at the end of the day, yes, like, you know, I could... uh change the I can change the music and drive I can whatever like I mean you can do multiple things at once but it obviously takes away from that task that you're doing so at the end of the day to do the best work to be 100% involved in what you're doing you need to be completely present in that moment right So for today, for the conversation, I really want to kind of use this, hopefully, as a message for everybody that's listening to this to be something that helps kind of motivate you to to kind of change the vocabulary that you use day to day, to change the mood, to change kind of the environment around you, to help you live your best life, but more importantly, like... Being happy, right? At the end of the day, like when it comes to everything that I do, I personally love what I do from a coaching standpoint, because I love making people better, healthier versions of themselves. But at the end of the day, it's because it makes people feel better, and that in itself makes people be happier. Like a little quick backstory of me. When I was a kid, I actually wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I was always like in love with watching comedy and I love the fact that like you can have a job where you literally make people smile and laugh for a living, and I thought that was like the coolest thing. And for me, I really do get that kind of same pleasure. It's not obviously the same as standing on stage and telling jokes, but at the end of the day, it is making people better versions of themselves, and it makes them healthier. And when they become those two things, they become happier versions of themselves. And that's what we're trying to strive for. And with the podcast and the title of the podcast with Pursuit of Balance is trying to understand with your lifestyle... What is kind of that that balance and moderation with everything that you do between your personal life and between your work life and between your social life? I mean, everything, right? And trying to find that sweet spot where you feel the best, right? Because at the end of the day, remember this, you don't need to do anything in life, right? There's a lot of things like people say, well, you need to exercise to be healthy. And that's true. But if you didn't exercise, are you going to die tomorrow? No, you maybe are not going to be the optimal version of yourself. You might die at a younger age. You might have some of these kind of you know problems as we grow up. But it's not necessarily something that we need, right? So my message that I'm trying to or like really try to portray to everybody is less of getting things to be an internal message of need and more of a want. Because you don't have to do anything. You don't need to do anything. You don't have to or need to listen to anybody. You don't have to follow or need to do any rules, I want to get you to a point where you say, I want to do these things, right? Because when you get to a place where things turn from needs to wants, there's a, there's an easier emotional connection with that and kind of the, how you internalize those messages. Um, and that's going to be everything in your life between your dieting and between your workouts and between the work that you do and the people you spend your time with and your relationships, it's going to make it that much easier, right? Because wanting to do something is hopefully how we live our entire lives, right? When we fall into this need and this have and this very kind of hardcore structure that you think you need to do this, I need to work, I need to do this. Um, most people's stress obviously stems a lot from work, right? Work tends to be a very stressful event for people. Um, you know, and we work because hopefully, yes, we want to make some level of impact and have some purpose behind it. But also for more people, it's probably just, hey, I'm here to collect a check and I'm trying to make some money. And hopefully if I'm lucky enough, I can find something that I enjoy, um, and every single person that I sit down when I'm doing an assessment for like, you know, our little Fit Start assessment we do in the beginning of our gym, when I ask the question of stress on a scale of one to ten, ten being stressed, where would you rate your average? You see a lot now, and obviously stress is a lot higher just because kind of what environmentally what's going on around us. Um, but a lot of that when I get those eight, nine, and ten answers, I ask the question of like, Hey, where where is this stress coming from? And nine out of ten times it's work related, right? And trying to find out like, okay, well, why is work such a stressful thing for you, right? And the reason why work tends to be a very stressful thing is people take work with them, right? So here's what I mean by that. Coming back to the presence thing, as you said, just the typical job, I work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day and I work eight hours. If you were at work and actually just working and doing nothing else besides working in that time frame, and then you shut off at 5.01 and you shut off you know, all the way to the next day at 8.59, then technically – that would mean one-third of your life is spent working, one-third of your life may be spent sleeping, and one-third of your life should be doing things that you like to do. right? And I'm not saying that everyone should just quit their job and try to find something that they like, even though that would be my biggest piece of encouragement I can give somebody just from personal experience. Like For me, like I can work 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours a day and still probably enjoy what I do every single day. Um, I don't do that because I try to manage what's priority for me in my life. Um, but finding something that gives you a little bit more purpose and gives you a little bit more excitement and energy behind what you do definitely makes what you're doing so much easier to do. Right. So I want to kind of go over and I wrote these things down and just to kind of, you know, peel off the conversation a little bit more from there is what, when we talk about the difference between being a victim mindset and being a warrior mindset, the victim mindset, just to kind of wrote a couple of things down. Number one, a victim always likes to complain about everything. They let pain eat you alive, let others think for you. Blame your situation, take action based on emotion, and believe that the world is conspiring to impress you. Right? When you think about being a victim, the victim of anything, and don't get me wrong, there is a lot of victims in certain uh you know, certain scenarios in life, and definitely can empathize with that. But at the end of the day, your mindset to how you kind of control your response is more important, like a more important uh, more of what I'm trying to focus on here, if that makes sense. So taking a mindset from a victim to a warrior is something that takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of will and it takes a lot of discipline and it just takes a lot of you putting yourself in the right environment and community to make it easier to do those things um, and it takes a lot of planning to really figure out what's really really important in your life and what are you doing just to do or what are you doing because you think you need to do that um, because of maybe the stereotypical format of what you think has been presented by your parents or the world or society or blah 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 To kind of give you the other examples of a warrior mindset, when you think about a warrior mindset, you know we think about trying to embrace the struggle, right? Understanding that struggle is gonna be part of the journey. Everything that we do is meant to be hard, right? It's not meant to be easy. Professionals make hard things look easy and amateurs make easy things look hard, and that is the difference. And it's not necessarily that making money is hard. It's not that losing weight is hard. It's not that becoming happy is hard. It's changing the mindset to do all those things That's the hard work, right? And that's the thing that I'm really, really trying to push with my message behind this podcast, especially, and just in everything in general with my approach of coaching, that your mindset has to be the foundation to what we're looking at here. Because if you can learn to change how you look at every single situation and scenario in your life, it makes it that much easier to then control the response on what we're doing moving forward. Because guess what? at the end of the day there is going to be so much that is out of our control and there is going to be so much that can kind of rattle you and take you out of your kind of rhythm and your routine um, or things that are just hardships to deal with and that is going to be inevitable so if you look at something trying to avoid hardship versus embrace it right and that's going to be kind of the big difference just to start from those top two items right Number one, the victim is going to complain about that. Number two, on the warrior, that person is going to embrace that, right? Meaning taking these hard moments in life, taking the hard workouts, taking like everything in life that promotes growth is on the other side of that threshold of pain to some extent. There is discomfort and growth. And if you're looking for the most comfortable way to do things, news flash. You're gonna have a really, really hard time growing in life and doing things that are gonna allow your body to excel in every area of your life, not just one, all of it. Number two is then learning kind of to fight through that pain, right? So when I take, I, the reason why I love working out and I've said this multiple times is working out for me is the best way to train my mindset because working out, guess what, is hard. And doing hard things is what gets you to grow like we just talked about. But learning how to kind of embrace that pain in a very intelligent, smart way still. I'm not saying just beat the crap out of yourself all the time. Like, you still need to be smart with how you do everything. But fighting through that and working through that is where you grow, right? So take every opportunity in your life between the workouts to going shopping and cooking more food for yourself or having these kind of tough conversations or fights or with people or girlfriend or boyfriend or family or whatever it might be or learning how to kind of control those things that yes, you being different and you creating a life for yourself that you want to live in, is not easy. Conformity is the easiest thing to do in the world and this is unfortunately why most people do it. And I truly don't believe that everyone's meant to be a sheep even though there is a lot of sheep personalities i think there's a lot of people that just choo- they they choose to take the easy route and they choose to conform and they choose to just find the path of least resistance because it is the path of least resistance uh and i challenge you guys hearing this message that Go, go, go left when everyone's going right. You know, for me, I'm a data guy at the end of the day. I love data and this is kind of where I generally try to stem foundationally most of the decisions I make with my life, my business, my health and everything else. Um, and when you look at the majority of people specifically in our country that, yeah, 70% of, you know, people are overweight or majority of people are living paycheck to paycheck and have zero savings, right? A lot of people are stressed out and unhappy with what their jobs are. You know, a lot of people are in and out of relationships. Divorce rates are at an all time high. Like when I look at majority rule all not being what I want, then for me, it's pretty simple. Let's do exactly the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Let's do what the minority are doing. Let's do what maybe society and parents and friends and everyone else is shaping the way to go. And let's do the opposite of that because just based off the data, it's not working. Right. So let's go the opposite direction and let's explore. Now, guess what? Going the opposite direction means now you are part of the minority, right? That means now you are going to probably take a lot of these options and going to take a lot of these paths, maybe alone, right? Not even necessarily with little to no people, but maybe even alone for a while. And that's hard, right? And that's the pain and that's the struggle that we talk about. And, you know, uh, Coach Mike actually has his shirt on right now saying, you know, hustle, but don't forget to heal. And I love that because at the end of the day, like, yeah, hustling is important and working out is hard. And everything else that I kind of try to preach here, but also make sure we're making time for healing and making sure. But at the end of the day, here is also my kind of follow-up to that statement, is if you're doing shit you like and you're doing what you enjoy and you know that, yes, there is hardship and you're already prepared for that, there's healing inside of that as well, right? And that's a a cool thing to think about, and that's a big message behind that, right? And then another one, which is going to be kind of another thing, is the warrior mindset likes to think for yourself. The victim mindset likes to let others think for you, right? And this is letting other people kind of control your narrative. Not easy, right? I think as especially as kids, and I'll speak for myself here as always. As kids, I always looked up to my parents, right? I, I My dad was my role model. My mom was my role model. And I looked up to my parents always as a kid, and I still do. But at the end of the day, you know, one statement that I loved that I heard is if you wanna do more than what your parents did, then you gotta remember that not doing everything your parents did is probably not gonna be the route. You gotta do more than that, right? You gotta do something different than that. Um, Take what they've done and learn through their experiences of their successes and their failures, but then say, okay, this is what they've been so successful in their life. Let's do that. But then, hey, maybe these are their opportunities where I can learn to grow from their failures or maybe the the areas that are not necessarily deemed as a failure, but maybe something I deem as, not my type of lifestyle and maybe not type of the way that I want to spend my day to day, right? So letting others think for you is basically saying that most kids, unfortunately, will live their life living by their parents' rules, getting through school and still listening to their parents because parents are always going to be the big role models. And then they get out into life and then they start to listen to their boss and they start to listen to the, the politicians and the media and their friends and everyone else around them. And they start to become this very influential thing. And at the end of the day, no matter what, even if you are someone that has a really, really strong mindset behind that, there always is going to be some level of influence by your environment, your community around you. So I'm not saying completely avoid those things. But take the opportunity and take that is as a chance to really go, okay, well, now think for yourself on top of that, right? Because at the end of the day, one thing that you guys have probably heard me say is there's objective measurements in life and there's subjective feeling measurement in life, right? And I personally think that most people tend to be the happiest when you can use both data points and try to find that sweet spot in between both, right? So, like, just to give you guys kind of a quick example, if I wake up, my aura ring says I had shit sleep, but I wake up and I have great energy today, which kind of what today was actually, which is funny. Um, I'm gonna go through my day saying, "Hey, I'm gonna work out a little bit harder. I'm gonna do, th- I'm gonna work whatever it is to kind of control those variables." And that's the same thing with everything in your life: is learning to think for yourself and learning to really kind of sit down and meditate and breathe and take those opportunities every day to day and going, "What do I want for myself?" And most importantly, why? Because at the end of the day, you can tell what, you can tell yourself even how, but the most important thing that's really gonna concrete everything, it's gonna be the why. Now, look, kind of moving down the list again, viewing every challenge as an opportunity versus blaming your situation, right? A lot of people will look at challenges in their workspace and their relationship and their exercise and the diet or the plateaus or things like that, and they blame the situation, right? And this is the victim at the end of the day, and this is something that I have such a hard time with personality-wise is because instead of taking responsibility and trying to go, what can I do better? All we do is we blame the other person, right? It's the government's fault. It's my boss's fault. It's my girlfriend's fault. It's my friend's fault. It's the diet's fault. It's the training's fault. Versus saying, "Hey, how do I, how do I look at this as an actual opportunity for me, for me to actually grow into and actually embrace that struggle and look, but more importantly, like just accepting some level of responsibility, even though it might not even be your fault at all." But I try to look at everything in my life as. What can I do better, not what can they do better? Because, yes, there is a lot of things and I'm sure people around me and you guys included think that people can do better. But at the end of the day, you don't really have a lot of control over that. How about we focus on the things that we can't control that actually do have the most influence? And that's always going to be yourself, Right. Number four, or number five, I'm sorry, is taking action based on truth, right? And I think this is going to kind of stem down more to like also truth and data. And there's so much wishy-washy stuff um, when it comes to so many different subjects. So I'm not going to get too much in the weeds of this. But what I mean by that is taking action versus truth versus taking action based off emotion. At the end of the day, we are emotional beings, So it's impossible for us to say that we are 100% unemotional when you become more of a warrior mindset. But the goal, what I mean by that is generally responses tend to be very emotional, meaning that the first thing we think about is this subconscious response and that emotionally driven response. Is not something that I actually had enough time to actually think, breathe, take some time, do some research with you, and if you need to, then respond. One thing that I've learned as I've gotten older and I'm nowhere near perfect at this is the most mature word of my vocabulary is no. And the second thing is actually patience and understanding that I don't need to answer every question immediately. I can take my time and come back and, you know, let's let's touch back on this later. Because I don't have a genuine answer without some emotional heated anger or something like that annoying my personality. So taking the time to understand what is the truth behind this, being empathetic enough to be open-minded to see what's their point of view, what's my point of view, and maybe what would be an outsider's point of view, kind of the the third circle theory here on that one. Because that's gonna be a big thing too, because that really is gonna be able to kind of control and rule your your decisions and your response to everything else going on in life. The last one is believing that the world is conspiring to help you versus believing the world is out to conspiring to oppress you most people look at the world as being the the world is against me the government is against me you know all these things especially on the social problem side and do not get this wrong because I know this is probably something very easy if you are sensitive to these subjects Um there is a lot of things that are maybe deemed as going wrong or oppression and things like that that exists and it has exists for a lot of different, you know, categories, and communities and things like that. But once again, it's how do we control the response and the mindset towards that versus trying to say, how do I look at this from an optimistic point of view? Because is everyone actually trying to attack you? Most people don't give a shit about everything or everyone else because they're so worried about themselves. Right, Using that kind of opening line that I was telling you guys when I ask someone, hey, how's your day going? When I hear, eh, all right, it's good, I could have been better, whatever, and I don't get a hey, how are you in response, I already know that that person has stuff going on. And for me, what I do for a coach is I love digging and I love asking questions and I love making people feel better. So I will kind of see that, but I know that because when I get someone that's like, great, how are you? They want to hear about you. So many people are stressed out with what's going on in their own personal lives that they could care less about your problems. And that's one thing you need to remember with the victim mindset is the victim mindset is like, oh, like, it's their fault. Cry for me. Hopefully help me. Like, hold me, baby me, structure me. Like, you need to remember that you have the most control over your life. And changing that perception around those two things is going to be a huge piece to how you control kind of the response once again. So looking at all that and kind of tying that back together, I want you guys to remember that the what you use for your words and your vocabulary, your thoughts will control your words and your words will control your thoughts. So it's an inverse relationship between these two things. So if you answer, eh, I've been better, it's all right, this is blah, the day was okay versus, hey, I'm having a great day, I'm super grateful to be here, I'm super grateful to be in the gym, I'm glad I have a job, I'm glad the sun's shining, I live in California in a beautiful state. When you choose to look at things in a very pessimistic point of view, you attract more of them. When you choose to look at things in a very optimistic point of view and you change the wording, even if it's not 100% real in that current moment, it will start to just snowball into a place where it becomes easier To become more optimistic. It becomes easier to stay really grateful in every situation. It becomes easier to understand that everything in your life was meant to happen to me. It's not happening against me. It's happening for me. And choose those words correctly because I can't stress this enough. This is something if my clients are listening to this, you've heard me say this. And I, I borderline get mad at them. I'm like, don't say that. Be grateful. Be good. that Be happy that you're here because there's so many different things that so many people in every the other areas of the, the state, the country, the world that don't have the opportunities that we have. There's so much that we still have, even if the job is hard, even if your boss is a dick, even if the, the world is hard because it's in a pandemic. Who cares? Don't look at those variables because a lot of that shit you can't, you know, you can't control. So choose to be grateful in every situation. Choose to take the time to be able to take a moment, breathe, take time for yourself, control the response a little bit more. And really over time, watch that mindset change, right? Because the last thing I really want to just leave you guys with is if all you do is talk about problems, you will attract more problems. But if you learn to focus on talking about solutions, you attract more solutions, And I will speak here for myself, I personally have done a lot of things over the last two years to really remove environmental and community things that I deemed is not my style of wanting to live that way. I don't like negative people. I don't like people that bitch about things. I don't like people that are just choose to go the lazy route. I want to surround myself with optimistic people, happy people, people that like the hard work, people that like the grind, because that's my type of personality. And that's just for me, what I want to surround myself with, right? Right. All right, guys. Well, as usual, I hope you guys got something from this. I love talking about Mindset stuff, and I'm glad that I'm back, and hopefully Evan does not go on vacation anymore because I need my homeboy to help me out with all this stuff. But as usual, if you guys got something from this, like it, subscribe, send it to some friends, anybody that you think could really just use something from this message today, send it to them, share it to them because it helps me kind of grow the, that audience a little bit more. And like I said, I'll see you guys in a week from now. And uh, if you guys have anything that you guys really want me to talk about, shoot me a DM. Talk to you guys later.